we just finished book three in the book of Psalms, which, um, you know, I felt it necessary at least to give a quick recap on uh, really what we've done up to this point. And so I, I, I love that we had an opportunity to do that. And so today what we're going to do is we're going to um, start book four. We're going to go into book four uh, in in Psalms. I, I, you know, it's not the book of Psalms, it's the books of Psalms. And they're not really books either. They're more like compilations, but that's another conversation for another day. And well, maybe for later today, who knows? We'll see. Uh, but uh, we will be reading today. And yes, I'll be reading from the end. Uh, I'm going to read from the NKJV uh, today. Um, and I encourage you to read along with me as we read book four in the book of Psalms. And we're going to see where how, how far it takes us. And we're going to go as the Lord leads us. This is the reading rant, y'all. So we're just going to spend maybe about 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes today, uh, reading scripture. And then I'll spend another 20, 30 minutes reflecting on uh, scripture. And that's why we call this the reading rant. So um, by the way, if you've missed this, this is your first time here, I want to encourage you right now, subscribe to the reading rant podcast. It's free. Subscribe to it. We've been reading throughout the entire scripture. Uh, we read through the entire New Testament. Now we're reading through the entire Old Testament. And um, and now we're in the book of Psalms. And so we've read from Genesis all the way to the book of Psalms. And uh, I know that it's been a transformative endeavor for many of you. And so if you are here for the first time, I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Be a part of that. Um no, I don't mind. I mean, you can record. It's fine. Um, I, I don't really mind it at all. Um, I know some people have. <laughs> I've seen people repost stuff, so it's all good. Uh, I read. Sometimes I say some dangerous stuff. So I'm always like, oh, my God, somebody's probably recording this. But it's all good. Um, so, yeah. So let's get to it. Um, you tried subscribing on Patreon, but it's not going. Interesting. Um, I'll double check and I'll look into that. I want to just... While you're on that note, I want to thank all my patrons who make this possible. Uh, I want to thank you all because it is your support that makes this possible. It's your support that gives me the ability to and the facility to be here every morning with you guys reading the word. And so, guys, you guys who are here are partakers of the grace of the patrons who made this all possible. If you're interested in becoming a patron, just click the link in the profile and you can be a part of that. So let's get right into it, y'all. Let's get right into it. Uh, Psalms 90, and we're going to pray. And the three things we're going to ask the Lord is, God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? God, what are you revealing concerning people? And God, what are you revealing concerning me? That's what we're going to ask. Is what are you revealing concerning yourself? What are you revealing concerning people? And what are you revealing concerning me? Psalms 90. Father, I just ask today as we engage in your word, Father, I pray Lord, that your spirit would pour out upon us. I pray that you would give wisdom and guidance. Lord, as we read your word, Father, I pray that this time would be blessed. Yes, I pray this time would be blessed, Lord, that um, we would uh, hear from you. Lord, not just read the words that are in this book, but Lord, that these words would guide us to the truth. Give us revelation, Lord. As we engage in your word, there's conviction, correction where we need it. There's encouragement uh, where we need it, Lord, as we um, navigate through your word today. And I ask that in your name, we pray. Amen. And amen. First one, Psalm 90. And this is what it says. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you have formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to destruction and say, return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like, they are like asleep. In the morning, they are like grass, which grows up. In the morning, it flourishes and grows up. In the evening, it is cut down and withers. For we have been consumed by your anger. And by your wrath, we are terrified. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in light of your countenance. For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. 
The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow. Hmm. For it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And have compassion on your servants. Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us. <laughs> in the years in which we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his fathers, with sorry, with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only you, sorry, only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hmm. Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the work of your hands. Oh Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, when the workers of iniquity flourish, is that they may be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. My eye also has seen my desire in my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Wow. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. There's no unrighteousness in him. Hmm. Psalm 93. The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the world is established so that it cannot be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods 
lift up their waves. Hmm. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waters of the sea. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, forever. Psalm 94. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongs, O God, to whom vengeance belongs, shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? They utter speech and speak insolent things. All the workers of iniquity boast in themselves. They break in pieces your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger a murder and murder the fatherless. Yet they say the Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob understand. Understand you senseless among the people and you fools. When will you be wise? He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? He who formed the eye, shall he not see? He who instructs the nations, shall he not correct? He who teaches man, Knowledge, the Lord knows the thoughts of man. They are futile. <laughs> Blessed is the man whom you instruct, O Lord, and teach out of your law, that you may give him rest in from the days of adversity until the pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will cast off his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance, but judgment will return to righteousness and all the upright in heart will follow it. I will rise up, who, sorry, who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord has been my help, my soul would soon have settled in silence. If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. Wow. Shall the throne of iniquity, which devises evil by law, have fellowship with you? They gather together against the life of the righteous and condemn innocent blood. But the Lord has been my defense and my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought on them their own iniquity and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. The Lord, our God, shall cut them off. Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. Hmm. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God. For we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, you tried me though they saw my work. For 40 years, I was grieved with that generation and said, it is a people who go astray in their hearts for they do not know my ways. So I swore my, in my wrath that I shall not enter my rest. Hmm. Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all the peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. 
Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord glory, do his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field be joyful and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. Psalm 97. There's a lot here. There's a lot here. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, let the multitude of the isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. A fire goes before him. He burns up his enemies round about. His lightnings like the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness and all the people see his glory. Let all be put to shame who, who serve carved images, who boast of idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad. The daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. The light is sown for righteousness and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous. Give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. Psalm 98. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The Lord has made known his salvation, his righteousness. He has revealed in light of the nations. He has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of the psalm, with trumpets and the sound of a horn. Shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar in all its fullness and the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth with righteousness, and he shall judge the world. Goodness gracious. We'll read one more. Maybe two. <laughs> um, Psalm 99. The Lord reigns. Let the people tremble. He dwells between the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. He is holy. The king's strength also loves justice, for you have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. He is holy. Moses and Aaron were among his priests and Samuel among those who called upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them in a cloudy pillar. They kept his testimonies and the ordinances he gave them. You answered them, O Lord, our God. You were to them, God who forgives. <laughs> Though you took vengeance on their deed, exalt the Lord, our God and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy.
And we'll stop at Psalms 100 or Psalm 100, whichever you prefer. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. <laughs> it is he who made us and not we ourselves. Enter. Sorry, we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. And the people of God say, Amen. <laughs> and the people of God say, Amen. Let me start off by saying, There's no way we can um, exegete and exposit and expostulate this chunk of scripture that we've read. There's a lot here. We just read 10 Psalms, y'all, together. I know that this is the read and rant, and in the read and rant, our motive is really to spend time in the posture just to hear what God is speaking to us today about as we read his word, as we're exposed to his word. Uh, whenever you're reading the word of God and you read in that posture, you invite the Lord to speak to you in a very personal way. Um, it's different than Bible study. Because in Bible study, you're getting, you're, you're engaging in an exercise of understanding what the scripture is saying. But when you're meditating on the scripture, you are allowing the Lord to speak to you through the text, allowing God to reveal his truth to you. And when I say his truth, I'm talking more specifically about his character, about his heart, about his being, about the essence of who he is. And so for many of us, there are stages in life that we're in spiritually. There are stages in maturity that many of us are in that go across the spectrum, even for those of us who are listening or watching at this moment. There are those who you can say, have experienced a level of spiritual maturity and depth in their awareness, understanding, and relationship with God. And then there are people who they're just now getting into it. They had opened a Bible for the first time. There are those of you who are here who are like, who is this clown who thinks that what he's reading is somehow true? I know you're here as well. Or, you know, there are people who will say, this is all a joke. This is all a lie. None of this is true. And yet look at these people who are reading this scripture and reading this word. And so there's a this whole spectrum of people here. And yet here's what's crazy about it is the Lord can speak to each and every person in a very personal way. Like the Lord can, can speak to you in a very personal way, in a way where all of us are being exposed to this text and yet each of us are being spoken into about whatever void or deficiency or gap. And yet the Lord wants to meet you in that gap. He wants to encounter you in that gap. He wants to meet you right where you are. For the person who's, you know, on the side of this is all a lie. This is an invitation for you to not simply Take what people have said to you about what the Bible says or an invitation for you to, to, to not, you know, just accept what even people who don't believe or people who believe or people who are of faith or people who are not of faith. Ignore, I invite you to filter all that out and just read it and just see what it says for yourself. 
do not. And this is what I say. And this is, this is, you know, your, your, your life depends on this. Your soul depends on this. Your very essence depends on this. Your very being depends on this is to not fall into the activity of filtering who God is through your experience. And I, I'm going to get to my point, but I, I believe this is so critically important. Stop filtering what you believe about who God is based off of your experience. Stop defining God by what you've gone through or what you're going through or what somebody said to you or what was told to you. I don't care if they're atheists or if they're a pastor. I don't care if they're a believer or if they're a non-believer. Rather than letting somebody tell you or inform you about who God is, why don't you take the discipline and the activity of just sitting there and saying, you know what, if this God thing is real, then let me just invite God to actually reveal himself to me. It'll change your whole approach. Stop defining God by what you've gone through or what somebody said God is. Stop defining God by what you grew up in church with. Yeah, I said it. Stop defining God by what you've been told from a theological perspective. I said that too. Stop defining God by what people have said. You need to have an encounter, a personal encounter. And this is why, you know, again, please stay with me for a second, y'all. But this is one of the reasons why I believe that certain apologists of scripture, uh, apologetics is evangelistic to a certain degree. The limitation of apologetics is that people want to get to know God or prove the existence of God or prove the truth of who God is with intellectualism, with philosophy, with thinking, and yet you can't think your way into God. God is not an idea. God is a person. So rather than simply engaging in theological discourses and philosophical discourses about God, why don't we instead invite people to just discover God for themselves on a personal level? Family, Let's stop trying to think into God. Let's stop trying to think into Christianity. Let's stop trying to think ourselves into faith. Faith is not about a logical discourse. Faith is about an encounter. And we keep trying to give people ideas and not inviting people to an encounter. You're not going to come to faith because the ideas make sense. You're going to come to faith because you had a powerful encounter with God. So if you're not encountering God, then all of this is a waste of time. Don't waste your time simply trying to get ideas. Engage and invite whoever this thing that people say that God is to actually reveal himself to you. That's, that's where I'm at. But then there are people on the other side of the spectrum who you could say, well, I, I've had a profound encounter with Jesus Christ. I had an encounter with God. I know who God is. I've experienced him. And yet even in that, you can read this and you can go, Wow, the Lord is saying something to me today as well. This is my long-winded way of saying, don't just simply read the word for the sake of the information. Read the word with an intention for an encounter. And it can happen to each of us in different ways, which is why I always say this, even with the read and rant, you're just eavesdropping into my journey as I'm reading through the scripture. Yes, I do some teaching along the way and I do some instruction along the way, but I'd rather invite you into what it looks like for a child of God to simply engage with the word of God to go, okay, 
I'm your son. I'm coming to read your word. What are you speaking into? What are you saying to me today? And so I like how it closes. I like how our reading closes because the reading closes with praise. And it says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. And it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his holy name. And then it says, for God is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures all generations. This song of praise, and then I'm going to go back, but this song of praise that we read in Psalm 100, which is one of my favorite, this song of praise is in response to the faithfulness of God. This song of praise is in response to what God has done. This song of praise is in response to perspective. Stay with me for a second, because this is going to be important. You can't praise God if you don't see what God has done. You, You can't praise God if you aren't clearly aware of what God has done in your life. Praise is a response. And so if you are ignorant of what God has done, then you're not going to be compelled to give God praise. Now, notice what I said there, that it's about what you have perceived and what you have seen about what God has done. Because God is doing, and he's always doing, God is always at work, and God has done great things, and he's done them in your life. However, it's not simply about what God has done. It's about what you have seen. Because if you can't see God's faithfulness in your life, then you won't be compelled to praise, and yet... Just because you don't see God's faithfulness doesn't mean that God isn't faithful. (laughs) That's the thing about darkness, isn't it? Is that there can be something in the room just because you can't see that thing in the room does not mean that it's not there. Let me say that one more time. You can walk into a dark room and there are plenty of things in that room, but if the room is dark enough, you don't see it now. If you don't see that thing in the room, does it mean that that thing is not there? What determines whether or not that thing is there? Not your perception, but the reality of it. So when you don't see, maybe the issue is your perception. Maybe there's darkness. And because of the darkness, you cannot see the benefits of what is in the room. Is it possible? That the reason why you have not yet seen God is because you're still in a dark room. And maybe what you actually need is for the light to turn on. And when the light turns on, then you will see God, who he is, what he has done. And then you will know that your God has done great things. Maybe what we need is the light. Maybe it's about perception. Maybe it's about what God is doing. We opened our reading today with the fourth book in Psalms. I said this yesterday. If you can go back, I know those of you who are on Patreon, you, you can get the episode. Check out yesterday's episode, okay? The audio is already up on Patreon. I put the audio right away. So I'm pretty sure you guys are used to that rhythm already. So the audio is already available on Patreon. Go check it out. Um, this will be this will eventually be on the podcast, so you can catch that um, later um, in the month or early next month in the podcast. 
But when you go back to what we spoke about with the book of Psalms, we kind of did an overview yesterday, but what you'll, what you'll recall in the book of Psalms is that the book of Psalms is not really a book, but rather it is a collection. Um, and now we are entering into the fourth book. We've read the first book in Psalms. We've read the second book in Psalms. And now we're, uh, uh, we've read the third book in Psalms. And now we are in the fourth book. And so the fourth book of Psalms opens with Psalm 90. And so we read from Psalm 90 to Psalm 100. I don't have enough time to break all this down, but there's one thing that God has been pushing into me, pushing into me, pushing into me as we've spoken about, even in the last uh, uh, read and rant is to always be aware of how important it is to make sure we remain grounded in how we read this text, that what's, what, what's at the center of this and what's at the center of the Bible is God establishing his righteousness, his justice, his rule. We call that the kingdom. When we think when we think about the kingdom of God, most people are thinking about heaven. Very few people, when I have conversations with them, are thinking about the earth. <laughs> when you speak about the kingdom of God, most people are thinking about going up into the sky when you die. Not thinking about what's actually happening on earth. Sorry about that, guys. Um, when people think about the kingdom of God, they're not thinking about the restoration of the earth. They're not thinking about God's activity on the earth. When people think about the kingdom of God, they're not thinking about righteousness and justice. When people think about the kingdom of God, they're not thinking about God making things right here on earth. Matter of fact, when you, when you read through the entire scripture and when you read through the entire Bible, what you're going to begin, begin to realize is God was not in the business of pulling us out of the earth. God was in the business of participating with humanity to bring his glory to the earth, to bring justice and righteousness to the earth. This theme has been, uh, uh, has continued all throughout our reading of the scripture, but we see it in a profound way throughout the book of Psalms. We're iterated over and over and over and over again. The people, the children of Israel speaking about this righteousness and this justice of God, this righteousness and this justice of God, because what they believed that they were, were a holy people set aside and called to bring the righteousness and justice of God on earth. They were given the law to be then the imagers of God. They were given the law to then actively participate in the restoration of the earth, to be the kingdom of God, to be the agents of God, to be the ambassadors of God. The terminology would be a nation of priests, a nation of mediators, people who would show what God was truly like on earth. And so in them bringing this righteousness and this justice and, and all of that, 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 that he's doing it through these people, but these people continue to fall short. These people continued to, to, um, um, disobey the law. And as they continue to disobey the law, rather than following God to bring what is right to the earth, what they did was they became like everybody else. It is one thing that God had an issue with the children of Israel on was their continual habit and pattern and rhythm of following the culture around them rather than influencing the culture around them. And so, by consequence, we see these people are in this state of exile. They don't have land. They've been exiled from their land. They're under the oppression of either the Assyrians or the Ethiopians or the Persians or the Babylonians. And so throughout all these different periods and all these different times, they find themselves not being able to accomplish who they've been called to be as a people. And so they sing these songs and these songs are continual reminders for them about who God has called them to be, but it is also, notice, not only informing and lamenting about what they encountered, but also 
aspiring to what is to come. The one thing that I want to say, and this is just a quick little side note, and this is important before I even get to my final point, because I know I got to go in a few. What is critically important is when you know who you are, you don't let situations and circumstances veer you off. When you know who you are, you're not defining yourself by where you've been. When you know who you are, you're not defining yourself by what the past history has said about you, or you're not defining yourself by what has transpired in the past. You are not defined by the past. You can lament the past, repent from the past, but the past does not define you. What defines you is the call that God has over your life. And there's some people here that need to hear this today, that you are not a product of your past. You're not defined by where you've been or what you've been through. You're not defined by what they said you were. You're not defined by your history, no matter how ugly it is. You're defined by who God says you are. And when you know who God says you are, you can lament about the past, but you're not hopeless because who you are is defined by God. And if you are who God says you are, then his promises are still on you. His promises are yes and amen. God is not done with you yet. He still has something in store for you. And so, yes, you may have been broken from the past, but you're healing in the present so that God can use you in the future for what he's called you to be. You can't be hopeless in God, no matter how bad it looked in the past, when you know who you are. And when you know who you are, it gives you hope to aspire for where you're about to go. This is what it looks like to know who you are as children of God. They are lamenting the past. And they see that their past has informed their pain in the present. Injustice, racism, sex trafficking, um, poverty, um, economic oppression, disenfranchisement, you name it, all of that. They're experiencing all of that in the moment. And they're lamenting it, but they're not lamenting hopelessly. They do not have a hopeless lament. You can't be a believer. You can't believe in Jesus and be hopeless. You can't believe in a God who is all-powerful and be hopeless in your present moment. You can lament what you're going through right now. And maybe what's happened in the past has led you to the pain you're experiencing in your present. But the pain in your present is not permanent. Because when you are in Christ, there is always a hope for a better future. We are not a hopeless people. We are a hopeful people. Because when you know who you are and you know who your father is, who can do all things, then you know that in him, you can do all things. You're going to overcome in Christ. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. There's still an overcoming. You can't be in Jesus and be hopeless. And I'll go even further to say this, that what angers people who are hopeless is to see that you're encountering the same thing as they are, and yet you have hope and they don't. They don't get it. They go, do you see what the world is like? Like, do, do you see what's going on in the world? Do you see how, 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 how the world is just falling apart? Do you, do you see Omarion? <laughs> we call it Omarion out here. Do, do, do you see what's happening in our government? Do you see the oppression? 
Do you see the brokenness? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody talk? Can I, can I sit in this for a minute? Do you see the racism? Do you see the oppression? Do you see the sex trafficking? Do you see the disenfranchisement? Do you see the deaths? Do you see the war? Don't you see the disease? Don't you see the pestilence? Don't you see all this? Don't you see that the world is falling apart? It's falling apart. So how then can I be hopeful? How can you be hopeful? How can we be hopeful? Our hope is not in the circumstance we're going through. Our hope is in knowing who we are and who God is. When we know who we are, that we're his children, we know that God's got it. And we know who God is, that he's come to bring restoration to all of this. People who are without hope are frustrated by believers in Jesus Christ because people who are in Christ are people who are full of hope. There's hope in Jesus Christ. There's hope in Christ. And it's the hope in the believer that frustrates the non-believer because the non-believer defines their present moment as their future moment. The non-believer defines what they're going through and defines the future based off of where they are. The unbeliever can lament the present moment, but still aspire for where God's going to go next. And there are a lot of us here right now who our struggle is, is that we're, we're looking at where we are. We're looking at what we're going through. And, and, and what's on our mind is, how am I going to get out of this? I'm sorry, but I got to work this. There's a person right now who's going through something. And the question that's on your mind is, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to fix this? I don't see any hope. And you're right. It's hopeless. You can't get out of it. No, not on your own. Ah, but you will get out of it. Not because you did it, but because Christ is doing it through you. The question that you need to be asking is not, how do I get out of it? It's, how is God about to get me out of this? You see, when you're a believer in Christ and know that you overcome with him, that's when your perspective changes. When you're going through it, you weep your moment, but you know that God is not going to leave you there. Now it's not, how do I get out? It's, what is God about to do? Some of us need to change our perception and not say, how am I going to get out? You never could do it on your own. But I know there's somebody in here right now with a testimony. I know there's somebody in here right now who can speak it, who can say, ah, I didn't, I could never do it on my own. I never had the ability to do it. I could never overcome on my own. And yet he's overcoming for me. How many people can say that? There's some things in my life. When I look back, I go, there's no way I did that. There's no way I was about. No, there was no way I could fix that. There was no way I could do that on my own. This was only by the blood of Jesus. This was, this was only by the grace of God. Only the grace of God got me out of this. So if God got you out of that, then why don't you believe that God can get you out now? He's faithful. Man, I stayed on Psalm 100, but Psalm 90 leading up to Psalm 100 speaks of the faithfulness of God. And so you need to use your praise as your barometer. That's going to be the episode today. I'm going to call this one praise is the barometer. Praise is the ometer. You need a praiseometer. Because when you find yourself unable to give God praise, 
It's because you forgot about who he is and because of you forgot about who you are. But when you come to recollection about the faithfulness of God and what God has done, man, oh man, you can start praising him again. Praise is not about what God, <laughs> you know, how we, we, you know, I've heard, you know, it's always been said, uh, we don't praise God based off of our present situation. I wouldn't disagree with that. But how often is it that we let our present situation distract us from being able to give God praise? What we're about to read through here is people who are lamenting, but praising, lamenting, but praising. Because the one thing they know is God isn't done. And for some of us here, today is an invitation to go back and to turn on that light in that room and to say, hold on a second. God has done great things. I can't enter his gates with thanksgiving. I can't. Yeah, I can't enter his course with praise. I don't need God to do something for me. God has already done enough. How do you enter into his gates with thanksgiving? And how do you enter into his course with praise? How can you be thankful to God? You're thankful to God when you remember what he's done. If you can't enter into the presence of God with praise and thanksgiving, it's because you forgot how far God has taken you. But man, when you remember what God has brought you out of, there's a mindset that changes in you that says, God, even if you do nothing for me anymore, I will still give you praise. Because what you did for me in the past to get me to where I am is good enough for me to praise you for the rest of my life. Some of us need to have that awareness to know no matter what happens, no matter what happens to me from here on out, my life can completely fall apart from here, but my praise will never stop because God brought me a mighty long way. And there's some people who know what that's like, but there's others who haven't seen it. And yet today, make your praise your barometer. Make your praise your barometer. To say, God, I don't need you to do anything else for me to praise you. <laughs> that's, that's it. We're done. Praise is the barometer. Praise is not just a response to what God's doing. It's a response to what God has done. And if I can't see what God has done, then I need God to bring me to awareness. Because the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. Father, I thank you today as we Lord, navigate through this day. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would help us remember, Lord, to praise you in all things. <laughs> Lord, to praise you, Lord, for where we are. Even if we're not in the situation that we want to be in and not in the circumstance that we want to be in. But to remember that, Lord, you brought us a long way. And just for where you brought us, we deserve to praise you the rest of our lives. So, Father, just teach us, Lord, to see what you've done, what you've accomplished. Teach us, Lord, to Lord, evaluate our gratitude towards you. That we would enter with thanksgiving. Not to thank you in response, but to be proactively in gratitude as we enter your presence. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Family, I love y'all. Thank you so much for the gifts. Oh my gosh. Thank you for the badges. Thank you so much for the gifts, y'all. Thank you so much for the gifts on TikTok. I appreciate all of you. I want to thank all my patrons. You guys make all of this possible. Um, I will be posting this right away on Patreon. Um, but I thank all of you who've made the incredible sacrifice to support uh, to support what we do here on Patreon. If you're interested in supporting, you can just click the link in the profile. 
or click the link in the bio. It's patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. And I know for some of you, you're like, ah, $10 a month, it's not a big deal. It's a huge deal. It makes a huge difference. It's actually your support that has made, that has completely changed the paradigm of the ministry. Completely, completely changed the paradigm of what we're doing here. It is your support. That's the reason why I can be here on a regular basis in the morning. Um, it's your support that makes it possible for me to begin to talk to publishers about how we can create content and books and things that, you know, I would love right now. I'm exploring right now how we can just do little booklets that we can just put out for free. Um, yes, there'll be books that I'm planning on and envisioning about um, putting on the market and selling, but there are books that I just want to put out, just booklets that I want to put out for free, just, you know, to support you all. Um, do I have an address that I, that you can write a check? Yeah, sure. Uh, Helen, can you, can you DM me and I will send it to you. Um, I will send you that info. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to support Patreon is, is it, you can click the link in the profile. There are other ways to support as well, but I thank you all. And if you can't support y'all, listen, I'm still here. We're going to still keep doing this. I want to just say, um, subscribe to the reading Ramp podcast. If you haven't yet, um, that's, that's one way to, to support just, check out the content, listen to the content. Also, um, uh, be a part of the mailing list. That's in the link in the profile as well. Click the link and you'll see how you can, uh, <laughs> yeah, introverts will pay for books. I know, I know. I need to start writing books. <laughs> exactly. Introverts unite in your separate rooms. <laughs> but yeah, definitely guys, the podcast is on charts, which is incredible guys. You guys are the reason why I did the podcast. I had no idea, no plan to podcast at all. Just quick little, quick little story real quick. Um, when I started doing the read and rant, it was like, I think it was like 15 of you on TikTok. It was like 15 of you on TikTok. And it was like, I don't know, three or four people on, on Instagram. But I said, you know what? I'm going to journey with this group of people and read through the Bible with them. And all of a sudden it started to grow. And then I was like, wow, people actually really want to read the word. I love this. This is exciting. Yes, Brina, you remember this? Yes. Uh, Brina is one of the OGs in this. Okay. Love you, sis. Um, and so, and so, um, so yeah, so I started, you know, sharing, um, good idea to send the address by text. That's a good idea. Send the address by text. I will. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Evelyn. I appreciate that. Um, okay. You know what? I'm going to stick with me for like a couple minutes because I'm going to put it on here. I'll type, I'll type the address in so that way you can send it. Um, I'll type the address so that way you'll get it. Um, actually real easy. PO box four, three, two, one, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Three 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 eight. Okay, you can make it out to Opus Frere, my personal ministry, or you can make it out to Isaac Frere. But if you make it out to Opus Frere, um, and you're interested in tax deductions and all that good stuff, th those will be tax deductible donations. So, uh, PO Box four three two one, Fort Lauderdale, Florida three 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 eight. There you go. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Yeah. So anyway, it was it was a that group that said, hey, can you record them? Because there are days where I miss the reading rant and I don't want to miss the reading rant. And I was like, oh, OK, um, I'll record them. And so I started recording them. Then one of you said, just make it a podcast. I was like, well, how do you do that? I'm not really a big podcaster guy. Like, I'm not a podcaster. Um, and and so I just started, you know, I figured it out. So I started just putting the audios of recordings that I was doing in the car on it's on Spotify and Apple. And so I started putting that out there. And then all of a sudden now the podcast is charted guys. Like that's amazing. I, I, I would have never dreamed of that really, to be honest with you. I, I don't, I don't really care about the numbers like that. I just want to, uh, yeah, I'm not a podcaster, but somehow now apparently I am. Um, and that's not something that I planned at all. All I have a desire for family is for, people to be exposed to the word, to be empowered by the word. And so I'm, I'm so encouraged that people have shared stories about how the reading rants transformed the perspective of the Bible. I've got, I've got, um, um, uh, atheists and agnostics who are saying they're rethinking PO box 
No, no, no. P.O. Box 4321, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33338. And so there are those who are even revisiting their faith, realizing maybe I didn't know what the Bible really said. And so it's just great that you guys are are journeying with me through the text. So guys, thank you so much. But yes, click the link in the bio. Join my mailing list as well. I'll send updates on the mailing list. That doesn't cost a thing. Um the text, text me 954 231 Four eight nine five four two three one one eight four eight. Um, I almost sent a text today saying I was going to go on YouTube instead of IG because IG was still tripping. IG was giving me problems, but we got it to work. Praise God. Thank the Lord for that. Um, but yes, yeah, available on Spotify and on Apple Music. So guys, love y'all. Um, see you guys tomorrow. We're back again. We're going to keep on reading. Uh, we'll start with Psalm 101 and then we'll keep on journeying together. Okay. Um, you're on TikTok because of ITG. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you so much, family. Love you all very much. All right. So I'll see you guys um, again. Subscribe, podcast, text me, join the mail list. The name of the podcast is the Read and Rant, Read and Rant podcast. Love you all. God bless you guys. See y'all tomorrow. Bless y'all.